This is DJ Thomas, and you're listening to Frequency Interrupted. Tequila Talk. What's up? What's going on? What's happening, DJ? (laughs) So Ben um, is back for Tequila Talk, and Jose has joined us now. Excited to be here. Episode number two of this little series we're doing that kind of started off accidentally, and now we're here. So uh, we got accidentally on purpose. (laughs) (laughs) So we got a lot of lot of big stuff, um, big like more expensive brands here, and then some mainstream brands as well. Um, I don't know a lot about these. I have some 1800 Anejo, and then I have some Dano's Dangerous 1800 as well. What'd you guys bring? Well, I was in Dallas. I was looking for the Corralejo Extra Anejo because mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, you know, God just shined on me. Um, Corralejo make an Extra Anejo, but I can't find it anywhere. And none of the distributors have it yet. So I was at the Toys R Us for Adults in Dallas. The wine, <laughs> you know, the wine, the wine and more place where it's just like aisles of... Of, of liquor, and um, I was like, well, I'm going to try something that I haven't tried. And so this brand right here, this Don Roberto, apparently they've been around since 1924, and it's a family recipe. They would bottle it for other companies mm-hmm. and find, but they kept, like, their own private reserve back, and then finally somebody convinced them, hey, you know what? You should make your own. So I'm like, okay, I'll try it. And it looked really good, and, and also I'm going to try that. And, and um, that's all that I brought today. And then, um, you know... Uh, Please. Uh, I brought, uh, so G4. G4 is uh, tequila. Of course, all tequila is out of Jalisco. But G4 is made by uh, one of the Camarena brothers. And for anybody that's, you know, familiar with tequila, Camarena brothers are kind of uh, Jalisco tequila royalty. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, so G4 just kind of stands for the four generations. And this is a very, like, family-oriented thing that they did with this G4. So I'm looking forward to trying it. And then Tears of La Llorona. Uh, I don't know much about it, honestly, <laughs> and I should have done my research, but I felt like just trying it and going on like a kind of empty brainwave on what this is and just getting experience yeah. those flavors as opposed to someone telling me what it's supposed to is what I was going for. Now, what I do know about it, there's a lot of hype behind it. Bruh. Big, big hype. <laughs> it, it, big, it, big it, hype. But I, I knew that, but I didn't know anything about mm. the actual story or where it derived from yeah. or any of that stuff. So you should show that my reaction cool. when I yeah, first yeah. saw it, because then the people would be like, what? Yeah. Okay, so if you're Mexican, okay, you're a bad kid. You don't do what you do. La Llorona's going to come get you. Okay. Yeah, okay. Yes, La Llorona was a lady who, who you know, apparently drowned her children. And um, so, you know, every Mexican mom and grandmother has that story in their back pocket. Right, right. Uh, La Llorona's going to get you. So yep. just, just the name Tears of Llorona, yeah. it's like, oh, you know, it, bring, <laughs> it brings along this yeah. thing. And uh, uh, I have tried to find it in lots of different places. Um, and I, fu- I found it in Dallas, but of course, it's very high dollar. It's a very high dollar tequila. This is this is you know the grand. This is this is the uh, Dave Chappelle of uh, <laughs> okay. of, uh, of tequila. Apparently, I, I, yeah. I mean, but being the hype, but a lot of it is because of how they make it and, and the age the aging process of it. There's three years um, uh, that they age it. Multiple uh, barrels, right? Yeah, multiple barrels, so you get different flavors. And I don't think you know it's it, no batch is the same. Okay, uh, but it's it's got a lot of uh it's got a lot of hype behind it because it is it is it's very well made and it's hard to get you know and it's in the lock case right so yeah. you know anything in the lock case <laughs> you're gonna have to you're gonna have so, to so no, yeah like he said like as you know growing up as a mexican kid i mean yorona she's the the mexican boogeyman you know so yeah. that's 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 how your mom puts the fear in you you know so the name is appealing but like i said as far as the actual tequila i tried not to do much research other than 
what I've seen as far as the hype on it. Well, uh, I did not know. I, we briefly talked about it, but I did not know the magnitude of this. So I'm excited about trying that one. Um, I drink tequila a lot. That's all I drink now. But um, I have some mainstream stuff today. I had Danos. Danos I've already had before. I've not had the Nejo yet. I've had the, um, they have a pineapple, jalapeno pineapple flavored one, which is decent. And then I've had the um, the other two, the silver and the reposado. But 1800, everyone's familiar with 1800. I've never had the Nejo of this. Um, I've had 1800 on your top shelf margaritas or whatever it may be. Yeah. But uh, nothing too excited about mine other than I haven't had them and I'm going to try them. And, you know, who, who knows? But I'm assuming this is probably going to be the best one. We'll see. Well, we'll see. I see. And I don't know should... Because last time when we had our thing, right, we did we did a couple different ones, and I got this one, um, uh, uh, Volcan de Mi Tierra, yeah, yeah, yeah. okay? That was a, a Añejo that had been uh, uh, re-filtered to become crystal, and it was wonderful. I mean, it was great. And I don't know if it was great because the flavor was great or because we waited. Um, so... I'm trying to think, okay, how do we want to do this? I think basically we should probably do the ones Start that... the low-level stuff. We'll do the stuff yeah. that everybody knows about. Yeah, yeah. And then uh, we'll do like these two, and then these two, and then this one. Yeah. Okay. This one well, last. Real quick before we start this, so to brief everyone, if you haven't listened before or watched before, um, Jose has a brewery here called uh, The Seventh Tap. Jose and I have known each other pretty much since we were in grade school, mm-hmm. and um, he actually is a, a beer brewery, mm-hmm. uh, has a beer brewery by trade, and... and no tequila's going on over there yet. Yeah, no, no, no. <laughs> yeah. But, um, unfortunately. We got to talk, talking to it on um, a previous show we did, yeah. um, just talking about the brewery and the process yeah. and talking about how much he likes tequila. And your family's from Jalisco. Yeah, so that, that's kind of like some of the roots right there. So my dad is actually from Jalisco, Mexico. So yeah. he, he is from uh, a little t- super small town, I would say maybe like 300 people, called Santa Rosa de Lima right there in Jalisco. So we're probably about three hours, right at three hours away from Tequila and Los Altos and all the, the region where uh, Tequila is made, you know, so, but it's just, it's a it's a family thing. It's, you know, they say Jalisco is the land of Tequila, Mariachi, and beautiful women, so yeah. that's, like, I've always But are they beautiful of, because of the Tequila? Maybe. <laughs> <Or are they laughs> I don't know, man, I don't know. Well, well so. because, I tell you this, I've been Mexican my whole life, mm-hmm. and I didn't start drinking Tequila till I was 40. Oh man, I'll that's start. what I was about to bring up. We segue right into it. So yeah, because once I started the tequila, it was like, okay, I liked it because it didn't require anything else. Right now, I will say this: I when I was in my twenties, my roommate somebody gave him a gift, like a, a, a Christmas gift basket of some um, uh, Jose Cuervo gold, mm-hmm. but it was like you know the yeah. kind you get at Hillshire Farms <laughs> yeah. kind of packet, you know. And uh, so uh, he had it in his, his room at time, and I was like, oh man, I'm gonna try it. And I had, I was like, it didn't really feel anything. Uh, I, I drank too much, yeah, yeah. and it was like, okay, I never want tequila again. Yeah, yeah. And then when I when I turned forty, I started again, but I enjoyed it for the flavor, and I got to realize, and it seems I don't know about like with bourbon and whiskey and all this stuff if they have as many varieties and flavors as tequila does, because a lot of people think tequila is tequila. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's not. I mean, it's so many different. It's like cigars. People say, oh, cigar. Oh no, not some have. No, no, no. You know, but you don't want to be like you know one of those. Yeah. You know, he's like, well, I know, yeah. I know everything about right, it. No, right. no, every one of these will get you drunk. Okay, so it's, <laughs> that's what you're looking yeah. for. I mean, drunk. that's the end result. But I mean, yeah. at this point, the way we we approach everything, it's not for that. It's for the flavor and the experience. Um, I've been drinking tequila now for the past five years. Before that, I would just drink your. I was a bourbon drinker. Mm-hmm. Um, but I got to where I enjoyed this better. I don't have uh, the bad hangover the next day. But yeah. I'm also not shooting shots of this stuff. Right, right, this stuff right. we have right here is primo. And this is not something you want to, you know, you're not getting a shot of Patron right, at the right, bar. Right. This is this is stuff that's going to um, 
to sip on and enjoy. Yeah. So uh, let's get into it, guys. All right. What are we going to start with? Uh, 1800? Let's start with 1800. All right, cool. Yeah, let's, let's do the 1800. And since while we're talking, I had the opportunity to visit Jose's shop last night. Uh, I took my family. We went over. We had um, uh, uh, my daughter. Uh, I'm, I'm not a beer drinker. Okay. Okay. Uh, and people are like, Mexican, you don't drink beer? Yeah. Um, but, uh, <laughs> cheers, Lieutenant. Cheers, guys. Okay. Let's do it. it. Smells like crown. Or paint thinner. Kind of tastes like crown. Yeah, it does have a little, uh, <laughs> it's got a little bit of bourbon that. whiskey on the it nose. It does. Now, I do not, I guess I should have thought about this and looking at actually how this was barreled, but it definitely tastes like it was. Well, that's the thing about añejo. It's añejo means yeah, age. age, right? Yeah. So, so what they did is they put it in, in barrels that were cooked with with either bourbon or whiskey before, yeah. you know, to add to add more flavor. I mean, it's good. Yeah. It's not. It's not bad. Um, it's. I'm not. I'm it's not normal. Fan. It's okay. I mean, it's okay. It's got a bite to it. It's got a bite, and you yeah. get some oak on the back yeah. end. So it's. It's got a. It's. It has that. It has that. Corolejo, I like because when you drink it, you taste the agave. <sighs> Yeah, but it's very good. It doesn't. It doesn't tingle your mouth. This tingles your. This will tingle your mouth a little bit more than than I would probably like it. I'm not a fan. I'll be honest. Um, not for what the 1800 brand has done. Right, I mean, right. Th- that's for. I mean, I would say 80 percent of your franchise bar and grills use that for a top shelf, right? Oh yeah, that, top top uh, shelf. Yeah, yeah, and it's not, in my opinion. But hey. It's almost too big of a burn. I think it is. To where you can't decipher any yeah. other flavors or any other type of... Yeah, it is. It's too much of a... Yeah. It's like NyQuil. Yeah. <laughs> when you're four. <laughs> yeah, we're definitely going to go a different route. All right, let's go. Let's, let's go, Dana. Oh, go, go ahead. So anyway, so uh, I went to his place yesterday, and I don't drink beer, okay? And there's a reason I don't drink beer. All right, I'm going to tell, tell you I'm going to tell you the story. Right? About it on the way My here. son loves this story. Now, when I was a kid, um, I grew up in... I grew up all over the world because my dad was in the military. And every summer, I'd spend it with um, my grandparents in Mesilla in Las Cruces, New Mexico. And, you know, one thing Mexicans like to do is drink beer. Okay. Right? And, Jose. And um, uh, <laughs> so what, what they did, and so but they loved Coors. Okay? Coors and Coors Light. Well, this was back in the day when you had when you had aluminum cans that you could get good money for when you mm-hmm. recycled them. Okay? So... Uh, all summer long, I would collect cans, collect beer cans, because you ever come over to my grandmother's house, because she had this big three-acre place with chickens and everything. It was dirt. It was mud. You know, she lived in an adobe house. But everybody came over. My grandfather loved to drink, so they all drank. And um, uh, so I'd collect them because my grandmother said, mijo, you know, if you, if you collect the cans, you can get money for them recycling. I'm like, oh, okay. So, you know, all right, cheers. 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 That's better. Better. There's some sweetness. Ooh, there. I like that. There is. I mm. like that flavor. See, that's that agave flavor that I was telling you about, like with yeah. Corralejo. You get that, and it's not too smoky. No, it's, a mild, no. it's a mild. No, it's, it's a mild. It's a this, okay, okay, I got the match up here. So if you're a bourbon drinker and, and you don't have any, like a lot of people don't drink tequila. Like, right. They'll have a margarita yeah, yeah. or they'll shoot mm-hmm. shots like we are talking about. Yeah. Okay, I would say this, this 1800 is your, man, it's your, it's your old charter. And I would say this Danos is probably your crown. It's still yeah. not amazing, but it's a lot smoother. Smoother. Yeah. Mm. Definitely pick up some sweet notes in there as, a, as opposed to just heat and oak in your face. Yeah, and it's very smooth. It's actually bright. 
Yeah. It's it's um it's bright in the sense of 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 citrusy. Uh, it's not so smoky like the other one. It's got a nice it's got a nice thing. But you like I said, you can taste the 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 agave in it, which is really good. I like that. Bottle number two thousand nine hundred thirty nine. I don't know out of how many. Two thousand. Those Nejos, they do what three year agent on those. Yeah, that's pretty much yeah, the yeah. requirement. Is that so? Um, so I, I I said okay, well cool. I'm gonna I'm gonna collect the cans, right? So every time everybody would, somebody would be done drinking their their beer, mm-hmm. I was like a little valet. I'd pick it up, you know, yeah. and, and I'd go out there and I'd stomp on it and I'd throw it in a in a can. And do you remember a long time ago? Maybe they still do it, but when you'd go to a party and somebody would have a keg, they'd have a big old 55 cal- gallon drum, like a plastic mm-hmm. drum, and they'd put ice in it and the keg in there. Yeah. Okay. So we had two of those and they were yellow. They said cores on them because I guess my got my grandfather was such a good buyer. They gave him big old, you know. Uh, 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 garbage pails of it. So I filled those up. Took me all summer long, filled up two of them. Okay. Smash cans. I'm like, all right, this is money. So they sell uh, one weekend, they were killing a pig or something like that. And it was like, okay, so all my uncles were there. Like, and I, I kept asking my grandfather, I said, when are we going to go recycle cans? Uh, orita, orita, we'll do it later. And so finally, that day is like, okay, let's go. Let's go, let's go take the cans. Vamos, let's go take the cans. All right, good. You know, everybody's drunk. Of course, this was back in the day when nobody cared. Yeah. So uh, calm down, everybody. <laughs> um, uh, so, you know, we're all riding in the back of the truck. We're rolling. And I'm thinking, okay, that's got to be you know, good money. So we go there. We get to the place. They take them off. They, they put them on thing. They got loads them. They'll make all the noise. And I'm just they're like, yeah. You know, it's like, this is like a deer. You know, and so this was my this was my my catch. And so the guy's like, okay, ways, and he starts, ha- he takes money, so he starts handing the bills to my grandfather. I'm like, oh, yeah. You know, dollars are better than, than, than pennies. And so uh, I'm, I'm thinking, oh, he goes, and he goes, he puts it in his pocket, he looks, he looks at me, he goes, okay, let's go to the store. I was like, all right, all right let's go. So I'm spending the money in my mind, like, hey, if we go to Toys R Us, yeah. I mean, if we go to Kmart, I'm getting a model. If we go to TGY, I'm getting this. So I'm thinking all this stuff. It's like, all right, we're going, we're going, we're driving. Everybody's happy. All of a sudden, we pull into a place I know. I'm like, the fucking Coors plant. <laughs> they took my money <laughs> to buy more beer. Hell yeah. So the smell of beer <laughs> to this day upsets me. <laughs> and um, How are you? I was eight, between eight to ten years yeah. old. So, you know, it was like, it, it, I was so mad. I'm like, there's, I saw my grandfather take the money out and buy more beer. I was so upset. Man. I was like, that was like, that was like, tell me you're gonna take me to Disney World and then, <laughs> then they take me to Six Flags. So, but that's why I don't like beer. I hear you. I hear well, you. I mean, that's a, a legit story, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Plus, I don't like the flavor. But I mean, other than that, I I'm never. Still waiting on Jose to brew something with tequila. Yeah, so we're looking into that right now, where we want to do uh, order some barrels. It, it's a big thing, like for people that aren't super familiar with the craft beer industry. And it seems a little weird to people when you say you're doing a barrel-aged beer, but it's actually a pretty common thing by most brewery, craft breweries these right. days, whereas it's the barrel-aged beer. And uh, we're looking into it. It's something we're going to do sooner rather than later. I do want to do a tequila barrel-aged beer, oh, yes. but it's a weird process because, you know, you go through these brokers for these barrels because they're, you know, they're coming mm-hmm. straight. So you don't know what you're getting. With the bourbon market right now, it's a lot easier to find out where your barrel's coming from. I'm trying to find a broker where I know where my tequila barrel's coming from. If anyone listens I'm, or watching yeah. knows anything, get it out there for yeah. sure. Yeah, because I want that, you know, to be able to identify with that. Yeah. You know, we you know, we did this. This barrel came from this tequila distillery yeah. or whatever the case may be. I, I, that's just a personal thing. Yeah. I don't know that some other people that have done these tequila barrel-aged beers care. But uh, for me, I think that's one thing where I would be super interested. Well, I will tell you this. I went to... Um, 
I went to his his shop when I went to a shop yesterday, and then I tried three different types of beer. And in my experience, all beer tastes the same to me. Okay, and it, I don't yeah. it's because I don't like it or what, but I will say each one of your beers tasted different. Right, and that's just uh, it's because we you know we we pride ourselves on just going through different styles of beer and just you know searching for different things whether it's traditional whether it's innovative and that's the thing with like craft beer that people don't realize that there's this bigger world out there than mm-hmm. what you see besides the, the big guys the you know the Miller's yeah. Coors all those guys so all I kept thinking about yesterday when we went to this place was like today on how it's made you know <laughs> <laughs> and it was really and it, their operation is simple but it's perfect yeah and that's what I love I love an operation that's simple it's 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 um done well it's right. very efficient and it's very clean yeah you know and i was blown away by the 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 sheer engineering right. that goes with it you know and he showed me you know their first little uh, cans that they used to brew beer in and yeah. and, and i love a good pots. story <laughs> yeah you know i, I love a good story and and i will tell you this on a thursday afternoon that was a great place to be yeah because although it was quote unquote a bar it was not a bar nobody was trying to get picked up nobody was was wanting to fight Yep. You know, nobody was 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 you know arguing with their spot. It was a great place to be, and yeah. I I took my family with me and people had dogs. I didn't know. I'm next time I'm taking my dog. Yeah, yeah, you know, and it was it was just a really nice environment. Yeah, and it's it's one of those things too that you know you battle with sometimes where people associate you with like nightlife and being a bar, mm-hmm. and it's like no, we're a craft house. You know, this is yeah. like this is. So when did that become popular? When it when did you know, was that it's it's more popular in these bigger cities. I think Streetport, like anything, mm-hmm. we're behind on stuff. But I think people are like getting more familiar with stuff. And uh, yeah, we pride ourselves on being a family friendly place, mm-hmm. somewhere you can you can bring your pet friendly, family friendly. You know, somewhere to come have a beverage, have a good time, not necessarily going somewhere to just binge drink. Right. And, you right. Know, yeah. Get, and there's so wild. much space. Yeah, yeah. You know, and then you guys open up the little garage doors mm-hmm. and it opens it up even more. And, and my grandson loves it. The Miss Pac-Man, you just push yeah. one player and it goes. <laughs> and he was like, yeah, let's do this. Yeah. Um, but it was, it was, I really, really enjoyed it. And I thought, you know what? This is gonna. This is a nice place. If you just, even if you just want to meet somebody, hey, right, let's right. get together. Yeah. yeah. That's a great place yep. to go because first of all, it's a public place. But yeah. second of all, there's Space. It's yeah. bright. You yeah. know, it's not like you're meeting somebody in some crazy yeah, place. You it's know, it's not and, super intimate or anything. Yeah, it's pretty yeah. inviting for every. Yeah, yeah it's right. casual. And then yeah. also, you typically have some authentic Mexican food going on there. I too. had some last yeah. night. Yeah. Bro, I mean, so authentic. Even I was like, "Orale, this is, <laughs> what, 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 is it? what is it? Is yeah, this yeah. hominy? Yeah. What is this? You know, yeah. I mean, I was like, yeah. I didn't even know they made that fruit here. Yeah. You know? yeah. So no, it, no, it's it. I'm, we're excited about it because I remember last time we talked is over a year ago now. That you're still trying to work it out. Yeah, yeah. You guys have been open since then. And, and yeah, we're in it now, man. I think we're like five months in, so it, it, it's been crazy. We're still figuring stuff out every day. You know, yeah. it's it's wild, but it's it's been a fun ride, a busy fun ride. But. So, so what is this one this being is for right now? Ooh. Oh, sorry. I'm pouring oh, like good. a point for me. That's fine. <laughs> <laughs> sorry. Now, I will sit out. Fair warning, I've never tried it. I've never tried the brand. It smells sweet, though. I've yeah. Never, I've, never, I've never tried it, so salute. Let's see. Cheers. That's good. That's like that, similar to the last one we had on that was really good, mm. the one you were missing earlier. Yeah. It's got that chocolate, little chocolate. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this, one, this, one's not as, this one's not as chocolatey, but it no. has that, has that, that, Cinnamon mm-hmm. kind of hit yeah. to it. It's really nice. It's 
Mm. It lingers a bit. Too. Oh yeah, that's nice. It does. <laughs> <laughs> and and you know it's so funny because when you talk to somebody that's at a at a liquor store or you know a a place that sells this stuff, um, you don't know what to. Like I couldn't work in a store like that. I would always have to ask him. Okay, here's a question. Do you want to tell your family what you really think about them, or do you just want to have a nice little buzz? Yeah. Um, <laughs> kind of thing. Because uh, everyone is so different. And also, too, I've noticed, and I think we talked about this last time, my body and my my personality react differently to each brand of tequila. Okay, well, very true. well, I haven't went that far in investigating, but I have gotten to where I'll make like a simplified version of a margarita at home. Like, I don't use all the sweetness and all that basically just lime juice mm-hmm. a hint of like maybe some agave um ice and your tequila base and then i'm still not drinking a lot of it straight because it's like one of those things where then i feel like if i have a, a amazing tequila and i'm just sitting at home drinking it by myself i feel like an alcoholic <laughs> i feel like it needs to be some like position like this to where we're actually enjoying it together socially but at the same time um it is different the buzz you get off this you know Versus something like that, which most people can attribute to the silver tequila in a mix. Right, right. I like the smell of it too. It's not. Yeah. It's it's not a. It's not um, deep. You know, it's not dark. It's not a dark smell. And most of the time, añejos are dark. They have right. a dark, uh, almost like a cigar. It's almost like a coffee kind of a. Yeah, like that. That's this like your pee's gonna look like that after you drink that. So 18, that makes it hurt. Dark. Like I was like, man. Oh, I'm glad we got that one knocked out of the way first. I like when you're able to, like, discern certain flavors on the nose as well, not mm-hmm. just the taste. Like, there's some that you smell them, and you're like, okay, that's just, mm-hmm. you get bold flavors, and then the taste is nothing like that. Yeah. I like that on this one, you know, you can smell that sweetness. Yeah. Gonna... I feel so amateur. This guy's, like, specializing in taste and hops and beer. He, yeah, no, him and his. And, and you are on point on all these things, too, and I'm just like, yep, yeah, it tastes good. Yeah, it tastes good, man. Yeah, I taste the bubblegum flavor. Yeah, man, what is it? I would say, like, just from talking, we met yesterday officially yeah. for the first time. Just from talking to him about tequila, like, I know very little compared to. You know, like, <laughs> so I'm the alcoholic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. You know, for me, you know, tequila is one of those things where I, I I love the history about it, mm-hmm. obviously, and, and oh, yeah. it resonates with my culture and my upbringing, and yeah. you know where my parents are from and all that stuff, and just getting to. I love the research aspect behind it too, as to yes. where this tequila comes from, uh, what distillery made this, blah blah blah, because, and I think that's part of with tequila. It's part of where we're losing it sometimes now because it is too commercialized. Yeah. At times. Well, and then you have well, you have all these big yeah, brands yeah. like you have. A, I was gonna get Numero uh, One Juan. Um, that's yeah. Ron White's tequila. Yeah, yeah. You have The Rock has Terramana. Yeah. You have all these people. And um, that tequila's not bad. Right. I like it. I enjoy it. But like you, it, everything's getting commercialized because these people know that they can pivot and they can leverage their audience and right. make something. Buy an old, maybe buy an old family right, right, brand right. out. I think that's what The Rock did, bought an old family brand out, yeah. and just boom, mass Well, you know, it. Ron White's brand is uh, a million to one. That's actually Regalo de Dios. That's actually a brand out of Jalisco. And my daughter brought me a bottle back when she went on her honeymoon. They went to Mexico, and they went on a cruise, and she brought me back a bottle of it. It's very good. Yeah. It's yeah. really good. I almost got a bottle out here today. I wish I would have. And, this and um, <laughs> uh, it's a bit overpriced. The Ron White brand. Right. You know, but it's the exact same bottle. It's just a different label. Right. So to me, it's kind of like, okay, so what you're saying is this is this is not a Nissan. This is an Infinity. 
Yeah. You know, it's the exact same product. Yeah. You're just putting a different label on it. So to me, things like Tears of Llorona and 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 these brands and and the the, brand, the companies are like, look, and Corralejo. Yeah. We make our own tequila yeah. for yep. us. Yeah. You know, nobody yep. nobody else makes it. Um, we don't sell it to anybody. Yep. We don't. This is our thing. I mean, I don't I don't like Mexico. I've been there many times. I went as a kid, got bed bugs. <laughs> yeah, that was great. Um, uh, uh, I don't necessarily like visiting Mexico, but I, I do want to visit Jalisco. I do want to go to Corralejo. Yeah. Um, and the thing, about, the thing about this, and one thing we all have to realize, all three of us in this room, we're all artists. You're an artist because you create beer for the palate. Right. You're an artist because you create um, uh, social media, you create things that people are drawn to. Yeah, you know, I'm a visual artist with my paintings and stuff like yeah. that. But everything here is also created by an artist. Yeah, yeah, you know. And yeah. so us sitting here talking about it is us is be like being in a gallery and appreciating. Whereas uh, I remember one time I was in Roswell, New Mexico, with my with my family, and we saw this giant painting on the wall of a powwow. Gorgeous painting, and on one side of the room was was uh, the power the the in the fancy dance dance dressing dancing, and then on the other side there was uh, just some guys in jeans playing you know cards and, and drinking, and my dad asked my sister he said uh, oh my sister don't listen to this, um, <laughs> my dad, dad asked my sister he goes what do you see in this pic, in this painting my sister goes Indians, he goes okay Indians and he goes she says Indians dancing, and I was like oh my god okay so what I saw was you had. Those who are trying to keep the traditional part, mm. and yet those who are trying to keep, we're trying to go into the new world and say, you know what, we're not part of this anymore. We're just that was my grandfather's stuff. That was my dad's stuff. I don't want to be a part of this. I'm my own person. So how I believe that the artist had many different meanings behind the painting that he did, and that's what he wanted people to see. And when I create a painting, I want people to see. Some people say, oh, I like the reflection of this and that. I like how you brought this out of it. And every time I do a painting, every piece I'm working on, I think that's the only thing somebody's gonna gonna look at, which is a bad thing because yeah. you spend a lot of time right, on painting. Right. But when you create a beer, when you create a uh, a product, you're thinking, okay, I can taste this, but is it too strong? Well, is it too strong for me, or would it be too strong for right, somebody else right, who hasn't touched right. it? When you create something, you know, you're like, okay, have somebody has has that been done too many times? Yeah. Have too many people seen that, or am I creating something unique? Yeah, right. You know, so. Uh, and what we're doing here, I think, is definitely an appreciation of the art right, right. by artists. No, I agree. I'm, I'm behind. I'm, I'm still trying to catch up on this side. <laughs> oh, this is so <laughs> it is good. good. It is good. It's Don Roberto. Okay, I got to go back and tell the I hadn't, I hadn't heard of this, this one. Oh, this one? No, this oh, the Don Roberto? Yeah. Well, here's the box. It's got a box. It's got a story. Oh, yeah, you sent me a photo of that. Yeah, I sent a picture of that, apparently, because it said, you know... Uh, the family's best kept secret is a premium production in 1924 tequila. They are now sharing with the world. So, uh, Don Roberto, platinum tequila is for you, la gente. You know, make you feel good about it. Put it it's, in the box. And see, like I've, I've never been to tequila, Jalisco. I, that's like on my bucket list things that I want to do. But the reason I want to go is, you know, there's brand, there's brands we recognize that are there, of course. But I want to go and explore those small. Oh, hell mom yes. and pop yeah. that are probably producing some world class stuff with some, you know, basically Mexican you know, moonshine. Yeah, is what hair, you're talking about, you know, some yeah. techniques that have been handed down to them for generations. Yeah. That stuff that we hadn't heard about, you know. Yeah. Sign me up. I'm down. Let's yeah, like this. Yeah. Uh, dude, seriously, don't yeah. don't tease me. I'm serious. I do it. Don't tease me. I'll let me know. I will go. I, I have a passport and everything. I'm ready to go. Yeah. Okay, I need a passport. <laughs> Let's see. How many years has it been? <laughs> yeah, I can go. Yeah. <laughs> 
right, bro. Let's do it. Pour it up. So this is a G4. G4. Now, is that the um, the same guys that make the um, uh, Camarena tequila? Like so the Camarena brand? That is his brother. Okay. So I guess there was the dad, who's the dad would have been second generation, I guess. And then uh, they do Camarena and then uh, Ocho. Okay. There's an Ocho something, and that, they do that. And then he broke off because, not necessarily broke off, I, I kind of read up on the story where... He's still very involved with their family, but he broke off to start his own kind of thing, like right next door, because he oh, okay. the family lineage was kind of getting bigger, so he kind of wanted to leave for his kids right. specifically. So then that's when he came up with this distillery, which is uh, El Pandillo. Okay. So it, uh, but yeah, it's Camarena family. Okay. And, and this one's a reposado, reposado right? Yeah, okay, yeah. so we're gonna go a little bit lighter this time before yeah, we get yeah. to the final, you know, last two things. But um, good I will say, uh, well, like with Camarena, and, and anybody that's listening that hasn't, oh, that's probably a good idea. Let us pour our own, huh? <laughs> 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 um, anybody who doesn't, ooh, that's fruity. Anybody who doesn't know about tequila, if you're gonna go buy tequila, you don't have to spend a lot of money on tequila. Just make sure you get 100% blue agave. Just yeah. make sure it says 100%. Not made with agave. Not made <laughs> with. Just make sure 100%. Because you can get a good bottle for $20 of yeah. just good tequila. And we'll promise people are like, oh, you know. El Humidor is um, one of mine. Um, Luna Luzo is another good one. Mm-hmm. Those are the Cazool? cheaper silvers. Yeah. Mmm. That's strong. It's like a wave. Yeah, mm-hmm. it hits you hard at the front yeah. and the back. Mm-hmm. It's just yeah, smooth. Yeah, and that's like completely yeah. opposite from that first eighteen. It's like a smack. Like, that was yeah. it's soft hits first hard. And hard at the yeah, front. and it's very bright. Yeah. It's so crazy just taking the time to um, format these things. <laughs> yeah, man, for real. Like I'm, you know, just I hear people talk about like the, they don't ever do it to kill them. That's why I wanted to start doing it. Like they don't yeah. do it to kill. They do it with bourbon right, all the damn right, time. Right, it's right, like, right. I mean, I don't know. It's just well, and this is this is nature's. Um, Lie detector too, yeah. because uh, you start drink you drink enough of this and you're gonna tell yeah, you're, you're gonna, gonna speak the truth all. you're gonna speak the truth about <laughs> everything. Well, you were talking about that earlier too, and um, I what I was getting into is that Cordalejo that you had given me um, the Nejo, mm-hmm. um, it hits hard, and even like my wife doesn't drink anything straight, but she'll you know she's I've converted her to tequila too, and that's all we drink. Okay, well I was like taste it, mm-hmm. I, I tasted it in the house straight straight up with the Cuba ice, so I was like this is great, taste it. She tasted it. She was like, damn. I was like, yeah, I'm going to get fucked up. Yeah, I got to sip on this. It went down way too easy. Well, and that's the thing, too, is I remember my, my, my son just moved into a new place in Dallas. He's living at the um, um, the Flatiron District at Austin Ranch. Mm-hmm. It's a beautiful place. It's, 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 they call it resort living. It's kind of like living on a Disney property because it's all these different neighborhoods inside this one complex. Um, and there's shops and stores and, you know, coffee houses and pubs and all this other stuff, you know, and it's all there. It's a great, great place. And uh, his first night, uh, we went and bought some um, uh, Cavalli pizza, which is my favorite pizza place. If you're ever in Dallas, go to Cavalli because I live in Italy and this is what pizza tastes like. Never had it. It's exactly what it tastes like. I'll bring you some back next time. I oh, yeah. Um, and uh, in fact, I'm going next weekend, so I'll bring you best one back. Uh, so uh, he moved in there and I bought, um, actually, I bought the silver the um, repos, uh, no, the, yeah, the silver brand of this one, 
And I said, you know, we're going to cheers your new place. So I put a little cup like this, right? And he's like, I'm like, no, dude. He's like, <coughs> I was like, no, dude, you, you sip it. He's like, <coughs> why'd you tell me? But um, it was really good. And and the thing I like about, about it, too, is it's not, you don't need a lot. Right. Yeah. You know, it's kind of like, I, I, I like, in my art, I like overkill. In my my drinks and everything else, I like simplicity. In my recipes, I like simple ingredients. You know, in in your beer, I tasted simple things, but they were unique. Right, Each one was right, unique. Right. I think there's a there's a beauty of like finding simplicity in certain things. And the thing with simplicity too is that you'll be able to recognize quickly when something's gone wrong. Yeah. So if you can well, taste, sense, yeah. yeah, if you can taste the quality in simplicity, then you know it's done right. You have a hundred different ingredients yeah. in one brew. Like, what do you do? Like, yeah, you yeah, you can, <laughs> yeah. Like the more you do with something, the more you can mask right. stuff. So right. when you are keeping it simple and you know, kind of doing, you know, the traditional right thing, you'll if you do make a mistake, it's it's easily. Well, it's exposed. funny now how we evolve because simplicity is is almost um, an art at this point. We're at society where everything's so much overkill. Right, right. We appreciate okay. the simple things. Look at, like in the marketing world, look at um, look at In-N-Out Burger. They have three menu items. Yeah, yeah. Billion dollar, you know, mm-hmm. company. Like, you know what I mean? Like yeah. they have three menu items. You can't fuck that up. You know, like they they make three items amazing right. instead of having fifty. You know what I mean? That are yeah. all mediocre. But it also makes it simpler for the consumer. Yeah. Because you go to some place that does, you know, 19 different hamburgers. Mm-hmm. You're like, okay, do I want the chorizo on it this time? Yeah. Do I want the thing, you know? Yeah. So, and plus, yeah, from a, from a production standpoint, we make it all, and all we do is add different right. things right. to yeah, it. You just right. make that amazing. I, I, and right. I think that's one of the things, like, that you can relate it back to tequila. There is a simplicity behind it. There's tradition behind it. And that's what people don't recognize because it is so commercialized these days. Yeah. Certain brands and then. Now you have these hybrid tequilas and all this other stuff. It's kind of yeah. I've, I it's I going crazy. I'm not I'm not uh, big on. And, and what's interesting is I like a brand I've never heard of. Right. Because and and in talking to some of the people that work in the the industry, they tell me you know there there are you know warehouses full of great tequila, but no distributors. Right. You know, so you've got all this great untapped stuff that's in there that that nobody had the money like. No offense to this. It's a great tequila. Yeah, it's a it's great mass, brand. Yeah. But what? Because they have money. They have advertising money. You know, you'll never see a commercial of this. No. You'll never yeah. see a commercial of no, this. No, you won't see one on Cordelejo either. Right. No, you won't. I was amazed whenever we um, we tagged uh, the last show. Ben had made a glass out of the bottle for me. Oh, nice. And uh, yeah. we tagged it and put it in the thing. And they liked it and commented on it. And I was like, shit, they're not that busy. You know, they're not spending a lot at overkill on marketing. Their product's right, right, amazing. Because right. I went back and looked at them like, they don't have that much activity just trying to promote product. Right. They're more about the yeah. holistic version of what they're putting out. Right? And there's cool. something to it because I feel like part of that, the mainstream of tequila, is what has driven the growth of mezcal. Because yeah. mezcal is still a very, you know, unexploited yeah. kind of industry. Explain to everybody what mezcal is because some people are like, oh, it's tequila. No, it's mezcal. No. Well, what's the difference? Go so, explain. Uh, Tequila, from my understanding, I'm not the hugest expert on this. The, the it's made from the same uh, the same the maguey plant or the agave plant, and you use the pina, which is basically the root. But from my understanding, tequila is steamed. The pina is steamed, and in mezcal, it's roasted. Yeah, so it's like a smoky, it's more yeah, smoky right. version. Yeah, yeah. I've only had it one time. Right, um, right. We'll definitely on the next time we do this, we'll definitely have to get some. Oh, yeah. yeah. Mescal talk. Yeah. Um, <laughs> See, and that's the thing. Like, I, I've never dabbled uh, into the mescal. I know uh, my buddy Kyle and then uh, 
Rodrigo over there at Key Mexico, yeah. he is big into the mezcal. And uh, I've had some conversations with both of them about it. And I'd love to dive down more into it because my experiences with mezcal have been just smoke in my face. Yeah. And it's yeah. just like, uh, <laughs> no, I've had, I've had one mezcal and it had the worm in it. Okay. Yeah. Well, I've had um, I've had it in a few craft cocktails. And if you go to like some higher end places, well, I say higher end, not in Shreveport, Louisiana. <laughs> if, you go, <laughs> if you go anywhere that has craft cocktails, we really don't have that here locally. Right. Um, like around the DFW area or whatever it may be, or Austin. Um, there's a lot of craft co- cocktails utilizing mezcal now, so it's it's getting more hype. Right. Right. And you're seeing that in like a smoky smoky mixed drink with like yeah, some, yeah, yeah. some darker fruits in it. Yeah. yeah. So I, yeah, I'd love to learn more about it. Just uh, what a good mezcal should taste yeah. like, tasting notes, or like be able to distinguish the difference. And see, and here's the thing too. It took me, uh, and this is this is interesting. When I first discovered tequila, I did, went the 1800 route. I went the special blend route. You know, I'm yeah. like, okay, let me try this different thing. Let me try this, and nothing ever seemed to work as far as like, okay, the recipe says I need to pour this much of this much, this much of lime, this much of this, and I got I've experienced. I mean, I've tried Kool Aid and tequila. Yeah. Which is not bad, believe it or not. It's not a bad thing. Just depending on what flavor Kool Aid you use. Yeah. Um, uh, V8 juice. I've, uh, tequila in a Bloody Mary is amazing, by the way. Is it? You know, okay, yeah, yes, I, yes, I, I, yes. And that's probably a great I thing. Sub, the tomato. I sub and, vodka with, I, yes, it's Okay, amazing. good. And and so it took me a long time to, to try different things, but I was never afraid to try something different with. You know, with my tequila and 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 create new new and uh, exciting things, because uh, that made it. If I if I drink this with lime juice, it's going to taste different than if I drink it with uh, lemonade. Yeah. You know, and so a lot of it is finding that right the the exact recipe that yeah. you know gets you where you want to go. You right. said your first experience was with um, Jose Cuervo. Yes. And what was yours? Uh, probably Jose Cuervo. Uh, oh, go ahead. And then uh, it's either Jose Cuervo or there's a tequila called Centenario, mm-hmm. which at one point when I was younger, and I mean like 14, 15, yeah. I used to spend my summers in Mexico. Okay. So, you you know, I had friends over what there uh, in Santa Rosa, which okay. is like three three hours outside of Guadalajara. Okay. So, uh, so we would go to, you know, just a little store. We're like 15 years old, and we'd buy bottles of Centenario, and that was like... Yeah. You know, and back then, so it, it's crazy how tequila, like now Centenario, you can find it in Shreveport. Yeah. I mean, when I was 14, what's that, like 16, 16 17 years ago? beautiful label. Yeah. If you ever get a chance I don't know. I don't know if I've had that. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm sure I've seen it, but I don't know. Yeah. And so now it's, I want to I don't want to say the quality has gone down, but it's yeah. mass, it's more mass produced. Yeah. It's more readily available to people. But to me, that, that tequila from the memories will always have a special place in the heart. Mm-hmm. And so, like, Dallas, if you go to Dallas, you can find a bottle of Centenario for 25 bucks. Okay. And to me, that's still, <clears throat> I always keep a bottle of Centenario at my house. It's my go-to. for. Mm-hmm. I don't drink any, like, tequila cocktail. I mean, I'll drink Palomas. That's, like, the only thing I'll like drink. Yeah. Uh, I don't do margaritas or anything. like. I mean, sometimes maybe, you know, you're a Tex-Mex joint, I might do a margarita, yeah. but... Uh, as far as like, if I'm at the house sipping tequila, it, yeah. it'll either be straight tequila or it'll be a Paloma. Right. That's it. I'll tell you this: if you're if you're tight on money, listeners, um, the silver brand of tequila at at um, Sam's Club. Yes, it's great. It's not a bad tequila. <laughs> it's not bad, dude. And it's nineteen dollars for one point seven five liters. Okay. Huh. And their little eight dollar uh, margarita, already premixed margarita with a tequila in it. If you add that, put maybe put another shot of tequila in it. It is a decent 
don't drink too much of it. You drink too much of anything, you're going to get sick. But it's a very good um, substitute for somebody who's like, well, you know, I got to have the Don Roberto or I have yeah. to have this or I have to have that. It's a very good, it's mild, mm-hmm. you know, it's, um, I, I, I'm guessing it's what a beer drinker looks for whenever they go home and they have a beer. Right. Yeah, yeah. You know, that's, to okay, me, it's gotcha. thing, what, what I, what yeah, I yeah. see. Um, um, and, uh, but that's a really good thing. So you don't have to, again, you don't have to spend a lot of money on it. You can, you know, do it. But, you know, if you're going down to, to uh, you know, Miami Beach for spring break, you're going to get what you get. Yeah. You know, and that's the thing where it gets a bad name, too. So. How do you feel? Like, I want to ask, like, how do you feel about, like, silvers in general? Okay, silvers. I like silvers for mixing. Yeah. Because I don't, the flavor doesn't, like, I can mix um, a certain product, whether it be, you know, juice or, or uh, uh, nectar, or I've even done um, uh, uh, pear nectar. Yeah. Oh, it was really good. But if I mix it with silver, it doesn't change the pear too much. If right. I mix it with reposado, yeah. whoa, it like makes it a little bit, you know, it's not, it's, not, it's like, you know, oil and water. It's not the right thing. Yeah. So silver, I like um, if I'm going to mix it with something else. If, I, if I'm just going to sip it and enjoy the flavor, it's always a reposado right, right. or an añejo. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, I rarely will, right, mix, right. will mix that. And the reason I ask is because I feel like there is some negative connotation towards some silvers. Because I, I feel like there are some silvers out there from these big brands that are quality, mm-hmm. yeah. extreme quality. And uh, which I think what people like the the public can't relate to it because when you think of whiskeys and bourbons, you're thinking barrel aged. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think sometimes people don't realize that with tequila... Yeah, the barrel is is big. You know, we yeah. want the reposado, we want the beñejos, extra beñejos, but it's also in the distilling process where there are some distilleries in Mexico and Jalisco that are making some, right? You know, grade A stuff that might have not touched the barrel, mm-hmm. but can still be, you know. Yeah, I mean, there's the quality behind it. Is there's there. a handful of um, really good silvers that I enjoy. The, 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 the Luna Luzo, however you pronounce that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. that, that one. Um, yeah. The El Humidor. The um, there's another one um, similar to that. Um, also, the Terramana's really good. Yeah. Like, I, I mean, for a silver, that one's really good. I enjoy it. Now, they just came out, I think, with an Añejo. But you can't find it yet. I can't yeah, find I it can't find I've it. been yeah. looking for it. Yeah. Okay, so, so I'm sitting here, like, you know, going, okay, let's open let's do it. some Tears of Yorona and try that out. Because this is like Christmas morning to me. I'm, um, we're talking about first impression on tequila. So the first one I ever had was um, Monte Albin. Or Albin yeah, uh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That, that was horrible, man. <laughs> so yeah. bad. It had, it had the worm in it. And, uh, that was my very first experience with it. Um, since then, I definitely. Well, that's the better. one you get and then just uh, mix it in the margarita bucket. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it's it's like jungle juice yeah. or something like that? Yeah, it was so oh, bad. Let's see. Oh. Did you hear that, people? Did you all hear that? Switch <laughs> my own glass for that. Yeah, I'm getting a big pour on this one. All right, precious, come here. Put these low levels to the side over here. You have to really search for it. Yeah, yeah. You know, it doesn't pop out at you. You have to really search for it. All right, gentlemen. The moment I have been waiting for <laughs> that I didn't even know I was waiting Cheers, for. Cheers, guys. Let's do it.
good. That's really good. There is a smokiness to that. But it carries the whole way. It carries okay. smooth the whole way. Go ahead. What you got? <laughs> Two words. Christmas fireplace. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Doesn't it? Mm-hmm. It's got that 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 home warm, the fire, that smell of the fire when it's dead. Yeah. You know, like when you came back to it, mm-hmm. you about to put it, and you get that that smell, but it's warm. It's and it goes to the side. And, and people, I mean, I don't think this one attacks your taste buds in different areas. It's everywhere. It's you know wet, even wetting the side the of the side, The back yeah, side, yeah, yeah. Right, right? <laughs> you feel it? The back of your tongue? Yeah. Dude. Oh, my goodness. So there's, like I said, I tried not to do any research about this. Now, see, one thing I do is I like to collect tequila bottles. I have a collection. And again, I, I like the Corlejo bottles because mm-hmm. I can make glasses out of them because it's so thick. I can yeah. cut them. Um, and so I, but I have all these different bottles. And now, kind of like judging a book by its cover, sometimes I'll judge a tequila by the bottle. Yeah. Because honestly, it's not cheap to make a good quality custom bottle. No. It, it costs much. So it's like, okay, are they putting more money in that? Or are they saying, okay, our product is so good, we want to present it to you like this? Or are they saying it sucks, so we're going to try to put it put it in a good package? My daughter, I tried a tequila the other day that she sent me a picture of. Um, she got in a, um, at a Kingston Market, mm-hmm. which actually has very good Mexican food if you ever get a chance to get there. Uh, and it looked to me like Mexican moonshine. It was just okay. like this plain green bottle. I'm like, what is that? I don't even doesn't even have like a, a label on it. It's just like molded into the thing. Mm-hmm. She's like, it's good. That's what it is. I was like, okay, I'm gonna have to try that. Yeah, I'm definitely. I, I've never been there. I need to go there and check it out. You should I go breakfast. They, breakfast. They, they so carry good. our beers, so I need to well, get awesome. by there. Oh, do they? Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah dude, that's awesome. Um, I, and congrats to you guys. Y'all are getting getting the product out there, moving around. I like how you these guys release a new beer every fucking week, man. Yeah. Oh my and god, it's just like they're just rolling it's, through. Uh, and, and we're so small that we have not so small, but we have we're the perfect size that we have that capability. Yeah. And now we're trying to expand into the distribution game, yeah. so it's it's slowly but surely. Like right now, we're uh, pretty much local establishments, you know. Uh, but that's smart. Yeah. You were smart. You yeah. said, you know what? We're going to build a reputation yeah. because even if we don't make it on a national level, we yeah. still know we have people here right, that right. enjoy our stuff. And, 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 and that's here. the thing. Too. Like I want to, I want to grow, but I don't want like a forced growth or like a overwhelmed growth. Yeah, or, like, or sacrifice quality. quality. Yes, because when does it when does spin it, up yeah. mass produce something yeah, just right. because that's what the distributor wants yeah, that one exactly. product? Yeah. yeah. And in my in my industry too, and in, at least with Laser's Edge, with what we do, we used to make we used to do everything by hand. We used to make all the cartridges on our own. You know, do everything by hand. But now it's gotten to the point where the difference between price. And quality is so vast yeah. that somebody's willing to sacrifice the quality just for the price. Yeah. And so when you get to that, you think, okay, is this the market? Is this the game I want to keep playing? Right. Because just like you, you wouldn't sacrifice your product to save a couple cents per can. Right, right. Because that's your name. Yeah. That's your legacy. Yeah. You wouldn't sacrifice what you do, whether it's your, you know, your fight promoting, your, your, um, uh, um, uh, network marketing. You're, too you're, much you're, shit. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> too yeah, many everything. Hey, no, you do. Yeah, seriously. I get tired looking at your. I'm like, good, dude. I didn't go to nap. I take a nap. I mean, you wouldn't sacrifice it because it has your name on it. But once you bring others, people in that are like, oh, you know what? I like your product. It's a good product. But I think we need to expand it. Well, the only way we can expand it is if we reduce the quality of this or that. Okay, well, let's do that. Well, in our business, we had to get to that point where we said, okay, 
do we want to get the stuff from China? Well, if we don't get the stuff from China, we can't stay in business in that product, that, that specific line. Well, guess what? We're getting out of that line then. Yeah. Because what's going to happen is you can, you can sell to somebody for 10 years, everything's perfect. You sell them one bad thing that really upset them, that's it. That's it. And, and, and some, people, some people don't complain. They just don't buy from you anymore. Exactly. I mean, and that happens. And, and also, the good thing about alcohol, though, is most people find their brand and they stick to it. Yeah, That's the do. one interesting thing about yeah. that. So if you can convert someone, especially you in a craft, in the right, craft right. beer world, it's like there's so many out there now. If you have one distinct flavor they latch on to and you just convert them from like a Coors Light to a, you know, small, yeah. simple craft yeah. or whatever it may be. And that's the thing with us, like as a craft brewery, like we were just, like, we go crazy with a lot of stuff and we do a lot of one-off beers. We do all these multiple beers. But I always wanted to make sure, we always wanted to make sure that like there was always those brands, which is like our Don Pablo, which is our Mexican mm-hmm. lager, our Waves, which is our sour ale, that those will always be there. Yeah. Like Dude, your sour ale? Oh my God. I was like, I was like, okay. Whoa. I mean, it was, it was. So did you try some yesterday? I tried some. Okay. Yeah, I tasted some. I, I don't remember which one I had. I had, uh, it may have been that one. I don't know. But um, I think you tried Faux, the uh, yeah. coffee style, yeah. the yeah. golden style, yeah. we call that's it. That's the so. one that I, I, I tried that I'm just not a beer guy either. Um, yeah. I have no specific reason other than I just enjoy tequila more and um, I don't like being full. Like, yeah, like, it I mean, does. That's like true. Like this, and, and that's the thing too is this has, um, as far as like, I don't think this has any cholesterol. It doesn't have cholesterol because it doesn't have artificial sugars. Yeah. Right. If you get something that's made with agave, they use artificial sugars in it yeah. to make it, you know, to last it, to make right, the alcohol right, come right. out of more. So, you know, I'm not saying it's healthy, but if you're gonna if you're gonna drink something, just make sure it's 100 percent pure. Agave. Well, if you do the research on types of liquor, and of course, no putting alcohol in your body uh, more than you should is definitely not a good right. thing, no matter who you are. But if you do your research on diff- multiple different types mm-hmm. of liquor, you'll see that tequila is on probably the top of the list of you know something that's metabolized easier. Mm-hmm. Um, comes from a plant, which most everything else comes from, you know, like. A, a uh, hard carb like a potato yeah. or a corn, right, or you have right. this is coming. Now, now, question: Like with beer, okay, you 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 actually put yeast in it, right? Yep. In order to do, okay, they do the same thing with tequila. What's the difference between fermenting beer and fermenting tequila? So when you're dealing with tequila, so you deal. So we both deal with the fermentation process mm-hmm. or whatever. So our fermentation process, after our fermentation process is done, we're, I mean, we're ready to you know carbonate oh. all that stuff. Mm-hmm. With their stuff, once the fermentation process is done, now we're going into distillation, which oh, is a whole other okay. process. So you have not only that, you know, you have another chemical process that has to occur as opposed to just, hmm. you know, what we do. So it can be pretty similar. Obviously, with tequila, I mean, you know, there's less stuff that goes into it. Like we use malt, grain, hops, mm-hmm. all that stuff. Uh, or water is a big thing. I think, you know, when you're dealing with tequila, I mean, you're dealing with good quality water, of course, they do that, but then the quality of your agave, which for people that know, don't know, like with tequila, it's always the blue agave, right. the agave tequiliana. Right. And that's one difference when we're talking about mezcal, that mezcal can be made with different variants of okay. of uh, agave. Okay. Right. Yeah. See, to me, and that's kind of like when macadamia nuts, okay, that's really the only thing I can compare it to. Macadamia nuts from Costa Rica and Brazil do not taste the same as macadamia nuts from Hawaii. Well, no, it's the climate and the and the soil and everything. Exactly. Yeah. So tequila coming from Jalisco, 
in the valley that comes from it's a volcanic valley right yeah so you got that soil you got the volcanic soil that's real rich in nutrients so you're you're able to make that type of of a product in one place it's kind of like in italy like where i lived in southern italy they make um olive oil of course they make olive oil everywhere yeah, right, right. Well, olive oil everywhere. i can taste the difference i can taste the region difference in olive oil the puglia region where i live the olive are very it's very dry the, the land is very dry but um, it's not like Naples where you had Vesuvius where everything is kind of, you know, you have that volcanic yeah. thing, so it's very rich. The, the flavor from the olive oil from where I lived has a nuttier, you know, aroma to it. So I can smell an olive oil from where I used to grow, where I grew up at, and I can go, boom, I'm back there. Because yeah. that olive oil smell. And not only that, the, co- the food that I cook it and the flavor in it becomes better. The yeah. bread I used to make, it, it, it all becomes better. So... A lot of it is definitely has to do with the uniqueness of that's the one place where that's the only place in the world where you can get that kind of thing. That's yeah. the only place you can get that. It's, it's the region, you know. Okay. And uh, there's okay. something like that in beer where, uh, you know, like the hops we use, like there's Australian hops. There's, uh, you know, some that are, you know, they grow hops uh, like Oregon, Washington. That whole area is a big, big hop area. And then there's different variants of hops. And sometimes you could have the same name of hop per se but this version is like an Australian version this is an American version completely different profile because of the region and I heard this don't quote me on this (laughs) (laughs) but this is what I've gathered through my research that mezcal is actually older than tequila well that's what I was going to ask if any of you knew the origin of of either one okay so okay what it was was the <laughs> okay, all right, all right. So the Aztecs, no, um, no, actually, I think it was it was either the Mayans or the Aztecs were the ones who developed fermentation right. of right. the agave. Yeah. But they again they used it in their rituals. Yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, they hard they sacrificed people wife so the sun would rise. Okay, but still they 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 they, they learned how to ferment ferment it, and it became. Um, and I think that and my goodness, I can't remember it, but tequila is actually. Um, Derived from an Aztec word for something else, and you know, right. I, don't, I don't have uh, Jimmy to Google yeah. it for me. Yeah. Um, but uh, uh, but that's basically where it came from was the Aztecs and the Mayans who had fermented it, and they used it as um, uh, for ceremonial mm-hmm. right, right, right. To, to God. Or yeah, whatever. yeah, yeah. So they were just drunk. They weren't. Like, yeah. <laughs> hey, well, I mean, hey, I mean, I feel like we all get yeah. that way sometimes. Right, so, <laughs> Not complaining. Like, I think, like, so, like more modern times or whatever and again modern times I'm talking like early 1900s late 1800s where mescal I think was a more prominent or like a a bigger thing and you know mescal mostly comes from the Oaxaca region of Mexico and I think what happened is when tequila kind of made its is they were trying to recreate mescal in, in, in tequila Jalisco and it took on the name yeah. yeah, so they were like, okay, because they were only using the blue agave, the agave tequiliana or whatever. Mm-hmm. This is the scientific name behind it. And I think that's when it blew up and turned into what we have today, which mm-hmm. is tequila. And, and and nothing can be called tequila by law right. unless it comes from that area, correct? Right, right. Okay. Yeah. Which is crazy that all of these different brands of this, you know, bottled liquor comes from one area yeah yeah and it's 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 hypersensitive and specific to 
that one plant. Well, you know what? It's interesting because there's a lot of industries like that. For example, when I was talking about the pizza from um, Cavalli, that's a uh, Napolitani pizza, which is from Naples. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, there's a board of certification that Damn. you have to have yeah. a certification order for your establishment to be called that. And then you have to use a certain type of semolina in your wheat. You have to use a certain type of, oh, you have to use buffalo mozzarella. You can't use, you know, uh, any other ingredients. And the, 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 the tomato sauce has to be a certain way. The oven has to be a certain temperature. But in a sense, if I go to a place and it says they've got that seal, I know it's going to taste like I want it to. Because I go to a lot of places, I'm like, hey, you guys have like a real time pizza? Oh, yeah, yeah, we got it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, dude, this is Pizza Hut, okay? Yeah. I mean, so everything's got its own its own thing. Well, it's interesting, too, because like in your craft beer industry, you have um, a lot of people who do like beer pairings, right? Yeah. You have wine pairings. I'm, I need a tequila pairing because I feel like tequila's only eaten at, and drinking, uh, like eating with Mexican food right. in a margarita in a Mexican restaurant. Like, where else do you just sip on a good tequila like this and mix it with, you know, like a good meat? Like, I feel like a good anejo like this and a good steak would be good. Yeah. You know? Yeah. But I don't know. Like, well, here's the deal. Like, like I would not mix, and this is, this is kind of a, a juxtaposition, but I don't mix Mexican food with tequila. Okay. Because the spices in Mexican food, the flavors of Mexican food, can either make this taste too tangy or make it taste it'll 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 alter the flavor a good steak with a little bit of butter a little bit of garlic a little bit of salt a little bit of pepper yeah with that perfect because you're not you're not overpowering your senses you're not you're not like the enchiladas i made for you do never drink them with tequila because it's going to be too. There's going to be too much going on in your mouth. You'll be like, oh, that doesn't, it just yeah. it doesn't well, taste I mean, right. But that's just the misconception, right? I mean, people that the, you go to, you go to a Mexican restaurant, you get margarita. Yeah, you yeah. know, and it's like yeah. that's not the. That's best. what makes their food taste better. Yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've gone to places with, uh, and I've had a margarita, and I've had their fajitas, and I was yeah. like, yeah. yeah, and I've not had margarita, yeah. and I'm like, <laughs> so I'm with you on the on the tequila food pairing, <laughs> yeah. but. Uh, my visualization of it and like my imagery onto what would make it perfect would be a more super traditional Mexican meal. And we're talking like rustic, earthy. Cause, yeah. Cause uh, what a lot, yeah, what a lot of people don't know is that like Mexican food is actually not as overpowering yeah. and you know, there's no, there's no all these cheese sauces and chili sauces. Yeah. And that's Tex-Mex. Like, that's, yeah, yeah. yeah. So in my mind, I, I, I'm picturing like just a kind of, you know, simple, traditional Mexican. Yeah. Well, what we need to do is when you get that beer brewed, yeah, tequila, yeah. Then we should do a pairing. We should. We'll do a pairing with it. Because, like, I almost made you some beans with those enchiladas. Because yeah. I get these beans. My my aunt sends them to me from Colorado, mm-hmm. but they're um, they're a special bean that she get that they get in Colorado. But what it is is um, the juice that the beans make is so good. That it tastes different from any other kind of bean that, that you can get, and I'm trying to remember uh, the brand of it. And I'll, I'll, when I when I remember, I'll send you a, a text message on it. But um, I make my own beans. Yeah, nice. you know, I like to boil them, and then I don't refry them. I put them in a food processor, and I mix them up. You don't have to have oil. You don't have to have all that yeah. that stuff. You know, you don't. And and to me, beans. Well, I like it better that way too. Beans are not gravy. Yeah. Okay. Exactly. And I've been to too many Mexican restaurants around here. Where I'm like, these are the beans. This is brown gravy. Well, that's everywhere. And the thing is, what I love is you can. See what the who's in the kitchen by if you ask for charro beans. Yeah, yeah. If they don't have that, leave. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, because I would definitely rather have that than you know some refried. Yeah. 
Yeah. <laughs> and rice. I can tell you this. I have spent years trying to replicate my grandmother's rice recipe, a Mexican rice recipe. I have not been able to. I still can't do it. I have, I have all, everything written down on paper. She showed me how to do it. My mom showed me how to do it. I, I still can't get I'm thinking, okay, is it because I'm doing it in a nonstick pan? Mm. Is the water I'm using? What is different? Like when I make tortillas. Okay, that's one thing. I have been trying to make, I can't make tor- real tortillas. And my grandmother used to make tortillas every morning. Yeah. You know, like, you know, if I'm here, it's your grandmother. Yeah. Pop, pop. And that's the kind, I like a tortilla that when you bite into it, it's got a bite. You yeah. know, it's not thin. It's got a nice little, at the end, you feel it. And um, my grandmother used to make that all the time. So I've tried to do it. And I've tried to, and then I go, I put it on the comal and I, I heat it up. I'm like, it's still not right. And it's a simple, simple recipe, but some reason it's either I don't have the heart that she had to do yeah, it yeah. I don't have the right you know product or I don't have the right manteca I don't know what it is but I can't there's a there's an art and a simplicity to it man like like I said like I would spend my summers in Mexico so to this day like the one meal that like resonates to me forever and ever and ever and ever like it's to me it's the greatest thing it was so simple and uh so we live in a small town and my grandparents live in a small town in Mexico, so we would spend our summers there. Uh, my grandmother would wake up at 4 a.m. every morning. She would grind the corn down, and she'd have this little, like, legit, like, open fire. She'd build her fire, put her kamal in there, and she'd make handmade... Uh, For those who don't know what a kamal is, you explain that. It's kind of like a cast iron, big yeah. piece of cast iron. Uh, so she would do that, and, uh, and that was every morning. She would make the corn tortillas for the day. Mm-hmm. And my... Grandfather, he's like a he has like a beekeeper. He was a beekeeper, so we would eat for breakfast. We would eat a handmade, fresh corn tortilla with honey and queso fresco, like All legit fresh. Oh, yeah, like yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh my god! So it was like that sweetness with the you know the tartness of the oh, cheese man. and the homemade tortilla. It was like the best meal ever. And like I picture that. And like when you were talking, I think there's there's sometimes and we go back to simplicity, like. Yeah. When something's done right, that simplicity just shines through. Because I tell you, I can, and I still can, I can't make the chorizo con huevo that my grandmother made either. I use a Peyton's chorizo. I use this. I'm like, okay, did I not mix it up enough? That I was the temperature not right? It's like, okay, it's not the right texture. It's not the right color. And, but I will say this. She used to, one thing I love, and, and I've told, I've told you this, DJ, but to me, I've always believed in the saying that family is who you cook for. Yeah. Yep. It's not about who your father is, who your, who your mother is, who your blood, none of that. Family is, is, first of all, who you're loyal to, but also who you cook for. And my grandmother, I love her chili beans, okay? And I use, you know, New Mexico red chili. She's using New Mexico red chili, beans, um, uh, salt, pepper, chorizo. That's it. That's all she, and, and hamburger meat in her in her chili beans. And I remember I flew in from Hawaii one time, um, and I, uh, I came in, and I got in late. And she's like, you know, are you hungry? I was like... I'm like, no, not really. She goes, I can make you some chili beans. And I thought she meant, I can heat them up for you. Yeah. Okay? I'm like, oh, I would love some chili beans, you know? <laughs> so she goes in there, and all of a sudden I hear the manteca in here. Yeah. In the pan, I'm like, Grandma, what are you doing? She's like, I'm making chili beans. She took the hamburger meat out of the refrigerator, frying the hamburger meat, making the chili. So then she put, she already, and of course, there's always a pot of beans on the stove. Yeah, there is. There's always a pot of beans. So that's not, that's not, you don't have to worry about that. And she put it, and she made it for me. And to me, I was like, that woman, although I didn't know it, I knew it. That woman loves me. Yeah. That woman, and it's not about, oh, you know, I want you to no, know. It's like, let me do something for you. Let me show you I love you in a way. Well, that's why I think we, what's amazing about 
all three of us. Well, I love you guys. We we um, we appreciate the little things. Yeah. Um, like um, you love to cook. I love to cook. Jose loves to cook, and we. Yeah. And, and then you also like think about the process of what you how you you know make your beer and stuff like yeah. that. And and people just take that stuff for granted. And you, you go to a lot of these really amazing destinations like Rodrigo's place in yeah. Mexico. Um, they take pride in everything they put out. Right. Everything's quality product. Yeah. And there's a lot of process behind that. And I just think that art is missing to where we don't get to display that as much. Like, I'm all the time posting what I'm cooking because I'm putting a lot of time into it and I actually give a shit. I'm not just mm-hmm. going to a restaurant taking pictures of stuff. Yeah, I do that sometimes. But yeah. when I'm cooking something, it's because I'm, I'm trying something new or I'm trying to perfect this right, one right, thing. Right, right, right. And, uh, but here's the problem with today. Yeah. Okay. I will tell you this. I want to try Key Mexico. I really do. I want to go there. And, and this has nothing to do with Key Mexico. But you can find places that people will have a, quote, unquote, bad experience. Yes. Okay? Because their their server did this or their, their, they were just upset about something. So they decide they're going to get out there and they're going to just tell the whole world about it. That does so much damage to a place who's just trying to present a good meal. Yeah. Right. Because somebody had a bad experience. Yeah. And this is a person who's like... Remember back in the day, it's like, I'm going to write a letter or I'm going to post. That's basically what they're doing nowadays. And I find that a lot of places have to, I'm I'm part of a group because I love, you know, food. So I'm part of a local group, you know, people go eat there. And sometimes there's a post about, oh, well, my server was this and that. I'm like, okay, but how was the food? Exactly. You know, tell me about. And I I hate that pretentiousness behind food because also I think some people associate and you can do it with tequila. I mean, we with tequila talk, relate it back to tequila. They associate quality with what they paid for it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that is not the case at all. No. I've had some of the best meals in my life in like a street cart, you yes. know, where yes. it's just like Mickey's hot dogs, bro. Yeah, dude. I mean, <laughs> those hot dogs those were amazing, you know. But it's you but it's the experience. Like yeah, yeah. something always tastes better when you know work was put into right, it, right? right? Instead of just throwing a uh, frozen something yeah, on the grill. Yeah, and yeah, like I said, like I, I spent my summers in Mexico. Some of the best meals I ever had was just one guy cooking tacos on this little cart. Yeah, and it was yeah. there was a simplicity to it. It was just meat. You know, your cilantro, onion, and a salsa, and yeah, it was just yeah. the most bomb meal you could ever have in your life. Yeah. It cost you, like, two bucks for, like, six tacos, and it was just it's the greatest like, thing that I had ever tasted. Yeah, it's kind of like Ono's. I love Ono's, okay? I love them as a food truck. Yeah. And then they open up a restaurant, and I stopped liking it because yeah. the food changed. Yeah. And why did it change? Because it became corporate, because other people were making the decisions. Not the guy who actually worked so hard to get the truck working to actually make food for people— some other company came in and said, let's do it this way. And so to me, I stopped. I'm like, okay, it's not what I like. But now they're a food truck again. So now when I see them, yeah, I'm going to get the food. Why? Because it's the flavor of the food that I like. And it's not necessarily that I want to go to a restaurant. I want to do it. I want the food. I want the flavor. Um, it's the closest thing to Hawaii that you can get here yeah. as far as, you know, actual food. Now, they have kind of southerned it up a little bit. Um, but, you know, it's really good. It's good food, yeah. and they're good people. I well, like I mean, I, well, I think we have in society, we've gotten to uh, gotten back to, like, the, the craft beer, the craft cocktails, the, the food truck mm-hmm. thing. It's still something that's trending. It's cool to do. It's right, cool to take right. pictures of. Why is it cool to take pictures of? Because it's art. Yeah. It looks amazing. Yeah. When it mm-hmm. comes out, every piece of that food is looks like aesthetically pleasing yeah uh-huh. when you get a burger at mcdonald's it looks like shit yeah. you know what i mean like when they hand this to you through the window it's like holy shit that looks amazing i don't even want to eat it it looks so good <laughs> you know and it's the same thing with uh relating back to these these bottles of tequila like we know this price is not everything with these things because 
I think a bottle of this Danos is sixty dollars. Okay, what was a, what was this? Uh, it was about sixty. Okay, so and look at the difference. Right, you know, right. or the eighteen hundred, the same price. Look at the difference of the amazing. Yeah. But I will tell you this: I will kill you for this bottle of tequila right here. Yeah, that's shit. Is because good. this is amazing. Now, I, I rarely I want to kill you for, it, but uh, I would rarely think that you get what you pay for when it comes to certain things. Some things like, okay, it's all marketing. There's zero marketing on this product. Yeah. It's very expensive. Why? First of all, it's incredible. Second of all, it's limited. It's hard to get. Yeah. And third of all, because this is something that you can, this is this is an experience. This is not, this is not oh, let's have a drink. No, this is an experience. Yeah, right, right. And, I, and I'm, I'm sure people think, oh, I don't know what you're talking about. It's, that's alcohol. I don't well, know I'm savoring it still. I'm going to, you want to get a little bit more? Jose, do you mind? Yeah, let me get a little bit more. Yeah, well, I'll tell you what, I'm going to Dallas next week, and I don't know what I'm buying. <laughs> well, I'm getting me a bottle of that. It still amazes me that when it hits the palate, how moist your mouth stays a good five minutes after one sip. But in the nose, I can pick up, again, I didn't research it, but there is another, I can, and all I know is that there's the multiple barrel thing. Mm-hmm. There's some type of sweet barrel that they use. Yeah. That's not a. I don't know if it's a, like a brandy or a, it could something. Be, it could be a brandy. It's, it's a cognac taste, or but, something but like. It's a uh, not. I don't know, it's, this is so. Bo- I, I'm gonna try it against this 1800. Oh, dude. Oh, I, I want to. Just okay, yeah. Do y'all want okay. to? No. <laughs> I mean, I want to. Cause Cause I know. I know, but I want the comparison. Okay. Like right behind it, I want. I'm gonna hit this and then hit that. So. This horrible ass eighteen hundred of the hell, and look, nothing against you guys. If you want to sponsor the podcast, and I guarantee, I will you, give people this shit, but I'm not drinking. This it. was not expensive. I mean, this was expensive compared yeah. to what it tastes. Sixty like. bucks. Yeah, yeah. And it's not good. And I'm look, nothing against these guys because their their silver's great. Yeah. I drink their silver. Yeah, they're silver. Thirty five dollars for their silver. Yeah, if they're worried about advertising, they'd make this a little easier to read. <laughs> Like it's just, and it's in English, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. The yeah. Well, yeah. The front is in Spanish, huh? When you can read it, yeah, that's when you've had Spanish. enough. Maybe one of y'all can decipher that. I don't know. I can't decipher that. All right, so here it goes eighteen hundred. Eighteen hundred. Yeah. You know what this is gonna be like? This is gonna be like jump, jumping from a cold swimming pool into a sauna. Yeah, or, or the advert of a sauna into an ice bath. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's. God. It's like chewing it's on a, a band-aid. Of, look, huh? now I can taste, after we drink all this, now there's a hell of a smoke on the front end of that. Yeah. Like the, there was so much char on the barrels of these. Man, it's it's like, it's night and day. Okay, now I have to try You got to do it. Yeah, Y'all got to do it, man. It's just night and day. Might as well. Like, it's just crazy, the difference. Thank you, sir. Smell like blue. <laughs> yeah, dude, that's like that's like drinking rubbing alcohol now. Yeah, like oh, hey, it's not it's a like in a telephone book. It's not. It tastes almost like the tequila whiskey mm. mix I brought on the first show. It was mm. fucking horrible. I still have that bottle somewhere. Wow. Okay. Okay. This is weird. I hear music. <laughs> I seriously I hear music when I listen. You know why? Because to me, and this is kind of weird. Everybody's got their favorite time of day or week or something like that. To me, Sunday afternoon is my favorite time ever. And I think a lot of it has to do with the fact that I traveled so much as a kid. When we go visit my family or or stuff on weekends, we always had to drive back on Sunday. So it was bittersweet. I get to go home, but I get I have to say goodbye to my grandparents. I have to 
I do. So Sunday afternoons. So anybody who knows me knows that my favorite time is Sunday afternoon. It's when I love to spend time with family, when I love to paint, when I love to work outside yeah. to feel it. I love to listen to Stevie Wonder. Stevie Wonder's Sunday afternoon. This is Stevie Wonder and Sunday afternoon <laughs> okay. in a cup. Yeah, Sunday, Sunday afternoon is great, man. So I guess, I mean, trust me, when I bought this thing, it hurt me inside. I bet. That's a lot That's a lot of uh, change for something you don't yeah, know yeah. if it's good or not. Yeah, here's, yeah. The, here's the thing. This, although it costs that much, you're not going to drink this much right. in one sitting. You'll drink this much in one sitting, mm-hmm. but you'll appreciate right. this in this. Yeah. Yeah, but you gotta I think like this is the, all three of us drinking out of it. Yeah, right, 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 right. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, uh, like for me, like just the monetary value on like sharing an experience with other tequila lovers. Yeah. you know what I'm saying? Like it's worth it. Yeah, and, right. Like someone that appreciates yeah, it. I took all my family to um, medieval times. Right. Yeah. Dropped like four hundred dollars. Okay. Yep. It wasn't even about it. The chicken was dry. Yeah. The potatoes were dry. My <laughs> grandson screamed and yelled for the bird and the horse and the yeah. night. And to me. Looking at him, watching him have a great time. That's why I was there. That's why I did it. I don't care what it, you know. It's not about what it costs. It's about the experience that I got from it. And something like this, something like this is not something you drink by yourself. Nah. This is something you say, okay, you know, I'm going to have some friends over. We're going to do this. Everything else you can drink it by yourself. Just enjoy your afternoon. But you don't drink this just because you're cooking steaks. You drink this because you have some friends over and you go, let me tell you a story. Yeah. Have this. Try this shit. And, that, <laughs> and that's pretty much what it is because... You save it for you, man. Thank you for bringing that. Back. No problem, man. I, I'm glad I, I have. I'm, I'm glad I found it. Yeah, my son. My son actually almost bought me a bottle one time for really? uh, for Father's Day. He's like, okay, Dad. He's like, I was thinking about getting you that one tequila that uh, the Yorona tequila that you were looking at. I'm like, mijo, don't you know? Ed, thank you. you. Know, just spending time with you is my greatest gift. But you know, he knows that I've seen that. And then when I finally decided I wanted to buy it, I went back to the place that had it in Shreveport because they had the smaller bottle. For like a hundred bucks, mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna commit, you know, because I want to taste it. Is it? Couldn't find it, and then you know, I find it in Dallas, and the stage was like, you know, I said, I'll buy that for you if you want. I'm like, no. And what's funny, he was gonna. We love, we love Legos, mm-hmm. okay. Um, and we're going way off to tangent. For <laughs> but, okay, but this is a good story. This is a good story. So I'll tell you something about my son. We love Legos. When he was a kid, he loved Legos. He wanted to buy the Indiana Jones Lego set. It was eighty bucks. Yeah, he was 12 years old. He's like, that's so much money. I was like, well, then write Lego and ask him how much it costs so much money. Mm-hmm. You know what he did? He wrote Lego, and they wrote him back. Oh, shit. Wow. And they said, Sage, thank you for your letter. We appreciate your, your inquiry. The reason that our product costs is because we spend this much time in research and development. Mm-hmm. We spend this much time in product. We spend this much time in thing to, in order for you to get a quality product. We would love for you to be a member of our Lego club, whatever. Mm-hmm. So they gave him a membership into the Lego thing. So what did he do after he got that letter? He went and he bought that Indiana yep. Jones set. Why? Because he realized the value in mm-hmm. it. So we always go to the Lego store. Well, yesterday he sends me a, a text message. He goes, here's the new thing. And it's the Titanic. It's Holy shit. $700. Holy okay? Shit. Right? Probably as big as this table. Exactly <laughs> as big as that table. Well, he was going to buy me the Coliseum. Because I love the Coliseum. My favorite Lego set was the Taj Mahal, which you can't find anymore. But he was going to buy me the Coliseum, and I said, Bear, I call him Bear. I said, don't buy me that, because the only reason I like doing Lego is because I get to do it with you. Yeah. Because yeah. we get to build right. it together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, unless we're, if we're not building it together, I don't and that care. that goes with anything. It goes I don't with, care. That goes for anything. Cooking, working on vehicles, yeah. you know, doing, you know, just yeah. anything. Experience. Yeah. Like, yeah, all those things, are. It's, it's so important, but it is, it's 
value, like people do not appreciate what they get for free. Oh right? Isn't God. that funny? Dude, life oh. experiences these days, yeah. people don't want to value right. that. No, and it's no. just like but, because it's free, yeah. right? And but whenever they when you put a price on something, people seem to pay attention. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So like sometimes oh, I wouldn't spent this much money. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And so it depends, right? So like sometimes you have to put a price on something to catch someone's attention and then you know avert from there. But I mean and it goes different ways. Like, there's stuff that you pay for and you're just paying for it. You know, right, right. right. Like, but spending money on experiences to me is extremely important versus spending money on a product. Right. But, but this right. is a product and an experience, like yeah. you said earlier. It's not just it's right. not just drinking it. We're not yeah. taking shots. You know? it, it, it was weird because we, so we walk into, um, what was it? It was a Total Wines in Austin. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Total Wines Total in Austin. Wine. Yeah. And my buddy, who my buddy Rob, who's a huge bourbon fanatic, like, that's his thing. He's good at it. He, you know, he's got all these, like, the Pappies, the Wellers, all that stuff. Like, he's into it. He said, hey, man, there's this tequila that's been popping up in the bourbon groups. And I was like, what is it? Classe Azul. And I was like, oh, okay, I know Classe Azul, mm-hmm. you know, whatever. By the way, the price on that has skyrocketed. <laughs> that's late. Uh, so he sees, so we're in the, you know, they have the glass display for mm-hmm. the nicer tequilas. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, they see the Classe Azul. He sees the Classe Azul. He buys two bottles. Again, he's a bourbon guy. But he just, he loves the hype stuff that, yeah. you know, and I don't blame him. I don't blame him. It's in the bourbon groups. So anyway, so I'm like, man, there's this other tequila that I would love to get my hands on. So I asked the guy, and I was like, do you have anything, like, crazier than this? He goes, I might have two bottles of something left. And I was like, is it tears? And he's like, yeah. Uh, and I said, <laughs> oh. he's like, you want it? That's the only two bottles I got left. And I was like, man, I don't know, dude. I don't, I don't really want to drop two fifty right now. You know, how to explain this to my wife? And I just, I just did explain it to her. It was worth it. Look at all these photos. Anyways, so I'll hear about this one later. You spent how much? Yeah. You told me it was hundred. But my buddy Rob, he's like, I'll take one, and like knows nothing about it. And he's like, what is it? And I was like, it's like the end all be all right now. And he's like, I'll take it. So I'm like. Well, now I can't. If you're buying over here buying two bottles of tequila, I'm the tequila guy. I got nothing in my hands. Yeah, right. So I was like, give me another bottle. bottle. Oh, yeah. So I bought it, and, hey, it was worth it just for this, like for us to be able to Man. share that one and think it was well worth it. No, Sorry. that was that is, that is worth it. And what's interesting, it, it's it, just like last time when we had the uh, Volcano. Once we had that, all the other tequilas were like, meh. Let's well, just, you had that one little small, expensive bottle, yeah, and it, it was wasn't nothing, near as good. No, right, right, nothing right, compared right, to right. that. Nothing compared to that. And it cost more. What was yeah. that one? I don't remember the name of it. That's how good it was. Yeah. Yeah. Is that I don't remember the name of it. Yeah, but, exactly. Yeah. But I mean, like one thing, like we were talking about Centenario, like to me, it's a $25 bottle, but the life experiences that came with that bottle yeah. and the, the memories I made yeah. while drinking Centenario, you know, it's and, like... And Coralejo you know, got that way. Because yeah. in the beginning, when I first started drinking Coralejo, I could get it for $21 a bottle. Yeah. It's like, yeah. And then, like, as time went by, it went to 28, then 35. I'm like, oh, okay. People are starting to realize yeah. this is a great tequila. Yeah. yeah. You know? I mean, I've got a picture of me holding a big old bottle of it like a baby because, you know, I got a great deal on it. But uh, <laughs> but to me, again, it's it's always about about the, you know, our, our, greatest, our greatest memories are attached to smell. And uh, when you have a great moment like this, if I ever, you know, I had this smell again. I don't remember this moment. Mm-hmm. You know, um, when my, my, my son was a baby. Certain smells when he was a baby, I'll smell him again. And I remember, oh, you know, my grandson, when I have certain smells or something, it's always that too. And that to me, I think, is is worth more than anything else is having 
things attached to memory. You know, memories attached to certain products or or smells or or you know even clothing you know, right, things yeah. like that. You wore. Oh man, I remember I wore this shirt. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah we went and we did this. So yeah. We're all wearing seventh tap shirts yeah. by the way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We're Responsible. Repping. Well, Look, guys, it's been fun today. Uh, I could do this for another hour, but we got shit. Oh, we will. We're just going to turn the camera yeah, off. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, no, again, I appreciate you guys. This this shit's been good. Uh, we'll do it again. Maybe we'll do it with some mescal. Yeah. Maybe we'll pair some food. Who knows what we're going to do. Yeah, let's do something again. Yeah, um, yeah. Damn. We'll potluck it. Yeah. <laughs> good time, guys. Everyone, please subscribe to the podcast. All right. Peace. Thank you.